Welcome to Life in Space by Audiosurgeon. Welcome, episode 5. I'm going to be talking about FL Studios, creativity, and then maybe we'll do some patches and some cool things on the uh, on the gear here. Um, just want to remind everybody that my podcast is on uh, Apple, it's on Spotify, SoundCloud, all those cool things. You can also get my information off of Discord. I also have YouTube uh, and some other platforms as well. As long as you search Audio Surgeon, you can find me. Anyway, uh, today's episode, I thought I'd go into FL Studios, dig a little deep into the presets, uh, effects, maybe some of the interesting sounds and stuff. Uh, we'll modify some things from the Sub 37 going into my mixer, uh, add some cool effects, maybe do some patches. Uh, we'll do some patches by scratch, make some really cool sounding things, delays, reverbs, and I can even go through some of the settings and we'll talk about FL Studios. Uh, again, I just started getting back into FL Studios and I'm really enjoying it. It's really awesome, and I believe that's, like I said before on my last podcast, uh, hands down uh, for the value, I really like FL Studios as my uh, new favorite DAW. In fact, this podcast is actually being recorded in FL Studios right now. So let's go ahead and um, uh, just dig in. We'll have some fun. Right now you're hearing the Korg monologue doing a sequence uh, with some uh, reverb and delay effect on there. Uh, my Sub 37 is playing the uh, low note right here, it's kind of a bass sounding. It's kind of crunchy sounding also, it's really neat. Korg is playing an interesting uh, sequence. I can uh, increase the cutoff, make it sound a little bit more defined. And overall, it sounds really cool with the uh, reverb and delay on there. I'm actually using, let's see here. A Fruity Reverb 2. And then I'm using a thing called a replica. Uh, it was a VST plugin from Native Instruments. It's actually really interesting to use. It has a lot of different cool delay effects on it. Um, I was actually surprised how well it works. Not only that, a lot of the uh, initial presets that come with FL Studios are actually fairly impressive, uh, but uh, having uh, other things you can add into your DAW, including different VSTs from other programs that you use, are also uh, a bonus. So 
it's really cool to just experiment with these things and see what they can do. Then we'll go back to the sub 37 here. This is a new preset that I made on the Sub 37. I call it Fat Square. It kind of has a fat sound and it's squarish, kind of, I guess. We can uh, take a deeper look into it without the reverb. Let's see. reverb I am using is called ROM. It was a free reverb that came, uh, I guess, because if you're a native instruments, uh, you, you know, machine or complete control, if you have a native instruments, uh, they were given away a free reverb. I've really been enjoying it. It's called ROM. It's R-A-U-M. That's how they spell it. And it sounds really good. So with this preset, I have it turned on now. It's uh, really impressive uh, compared to my Big Sky. I have actually used mostly my Big Sky for the longest time, and now I'm starting to get into like the virtual effects. I guess you know you would call them digital uh, through your uh, workstation and your DAW. And um, I've been really surprisingly overwhelmed, and uh, I really dig it. Um, just for the effects from FL Studios, the things that they have on there are very, very impressive. I uh, never really dug this deep into a DAW before. Uh, like I said, I used Ableton before, Cubase a very, very little. Last time I was mentioning uh, that Ableton, uh, I kind of had some frustrations with it. Um, not, not to, you know, knock it or anything like that, but, uh, I, I just wasn't that well, uh, versed in Ableton. Um, I'm sure that if I took the time, I probably could have looked into it deeper, but, uh, I was always used to the layout of FL studios and the way that everything works on there. I just think it's an easier workflow, uh, for me, um, just my opinion. Uh, and again, uh, my show, uh, all the opinions in my show are my own. Uh, just want to keep that clear. Uh, I, I'm not a professional, but I have been doing sound uh, designing, engineering, uh, producing and stuff for, for a while. Uh, I'm a hobbyist at it. Um, I've gotten pretty good <laughs> uh, putting all these things together and figuring everything out and kind of nitpicking different options and settings and things like that within these DAWs uh, can become a bit overwhelming if you don't know what you're doing, but I've taken a lot of time in FL Studios just to dive deep into all the menus and change things and just see what changes and what doesn't work and what works. Uh, machine, another thing, I, I still use Machine. I'm actually in Machine right now. I'm using it, I'm overlaying it into FL Studios. I'm not using it as a plugin. 
but I'm just using it as alongside of FL Studios. So FL Studios is recording my audio. It's got all the VSTs and all the plugins and everything, but I'm actually sequencing all of my MIDI and my equipment through machine, and then that goes to my Sub-37, my Mother 32s, uh, Korg uh, monologue. Uh, right now, if I play a, a button on the machine, you'll hear the Sub-37. And uh, vice versa, I can go to my complete control and, and, and work over there as well. Uh, I was using for a minute, a hot minute, I was using uh, the input from my sub 37 going into machine and then kind of like playing machine. I mean, I'm playing uh, sub 37 into machine. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. But um, it conflicted with my settings. I know that when you're in machine, there's a focus on the MIDI in. So when that's enabled, as soon as you start to play the sub-37 and there's a focus on one of your other instruments, it starts to play all of them. Uh, so I, I took that out. I took the in out. I mean, I'm sorry. I took the in, I put it off, and everything that's going in is going to come from my machine and complete control. And then I'll just have the MIDI go out to these guys. It just makes more sense. It's less complicated. And then uh, what I'm planning on doing is when I do work in complete, you know, DAW environment with the FL Studios, I'm going to uh, use my complete control and uh, send information from uh, FL Studios out to my sub-37 Korg and my three Mother 32s. And uh, the cool thing about this is that they actually have CC control inside of the uh, uh, MIDI outs. You can assign different CC voltage. So, for instance, if I'm on my uh, Moog Sub 37, I can then uh, just link a knob from my controller to like CC like 21 or something like that, and then, then I can adjust like the filter and stuff directly from the complete control to the Sub 37. So I don't actually have to physically be at the Sub 37 in order to input information. But if I want to, all the ins from my Sub-37 and the Korg are going into FL Studios, and I can record that way too. I think that's uh, kind of smart. I can just do that within FL Studios because machine, it gets complicated. And the way it's set up, it's, it's a little basic. It, it doesn't let you dive deep into the settings unless I just don't know. Um, I, I, again, I, I've been using machine for a while, I, I'm pretty sure I figured out everything there is to, to do with it besides the plugins and the, uh, the sounds and uh, what do you call it, presets, I guess. Uh, I've, I've pretty much dug around all of the input and output stuff, and I, I, I believe I've just got it the way I want it right now. And uh, again, with FL Studios, if I'm working just within that DAW, uh, there are a lot of open possibilities that I don't have just working on machine. So that is, that's going to be interesting to dig into. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and... Um Again, I'm, I'm really impressed with the, uh, the effects that I'm getting on the, the VSTs that I'm using. 
again, uh, the Moog Sub 37, I got it going through a Fruity Reverb 2, a Repl actually that one's not on right now, Replica and ROM, but right now I'm just going through the ROM. Uh, and then Replica it will add uh, a cool ping pong delay effect. So if I'm going to ROM here, let me just enable that real quick. And then I'll get some cool ping pong effects. Let's, let's just do it with the replica. Let me see. Yeah, it kind of like goes back and forth now. A little bit here. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Let's take a look at the preset. Classic ping pong. Let's hear that. And I, uh, I found out an interesting thing uh, with uh, using ping pong delay. Uh, if you ever want to work on your timing when you're playing on the keyboard and uh, you're just uh, you know looking for uh, timing with your keys and kind of playing in sequence and stuff, if you have a ping pong delay going, uh, you can play with the delay effect and it kind of kind of makes uh, makes you play like in a timing, or you know in, in my opinion I guess it's kind of like uh, gives it kind of a a beat. Not necessarily like a, a drum would, but if you're playing to the beat of the delay, then you can kind of pick up a timing with your fingers, and then it kind of helps you go from key to key. So for instance, you hear the delay there. So if I go from uh, one key and I go up a full step, if I try to hit it every time there's a delay, kind of like that there's a, there's, there's kind of like a timing there if you hit it just right and you, you can practice with the delay uh, just like a ping pong delay or something like that and then it, you'll start getting good at uh, timing uh, that's just one of the things that I think it's kind of like a little uh, thing that I've been doing and it's like a little tip I guess uh, so just kind of like play along with the uh, the delay Then speed it up and then it kind of like uh, plays within the actual delay so you're kind of getting an interesting effect there it sounds cool keeps you in sync just one way that uh, delay can kind of help you on your timing. That's kind of a neat thing that I picked up. And if you actually know the timing of the delay, like if you go to a quarter note or an eighth or a third or whatever, uh, then you can kind of mathematically plan that out and then you get an exact timing.
but uh, overall it just sounds really cool. So that's just a little technique that I picked up. And then, of course, there's so many different options in these uh, delays and reverbs. I mean, you can go on and on. They have presets. I've been going mostly through presets and just checking out the presets. Like, this is just a few of them. If I go down the, the line here, there's uh, Wormhole, Classic Ping Pong, uh, Sigma, uh, Hunter, Panphaser. Uh, there's just a lot of really cool ones. If I just kind of go through, you can hear some different ones here. Kind of got a phaser on there. Sounds kind of cool. That one's really heavy. Sigma. But it's amazing what you can get just... Turn the feedback down. If that feedback is up, it just kind of keeps running back and forth into the cycle, so it'll kind of keep going forever. Uh, but... If you, what was my, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, let me just keep going on some other ones. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it's amazing, just from one sound from a synthesizer, uh, just by adding effects and some delays and reverbs and maybe some other things, there's a whole lot in here. I mean, you're talking like probably, I don't know, like 50, 60 different types of equalizers, compressors, delays, uh, what is this, FL squeeze, I don't know what that is, that's something interesting, phases, you know, uh, filters, stereo enhancers, and things like that, that can totally make your synthesizer sound different, and you can always refresh different sounds on your synthesizer, you could just maybe never ever hit the end of all of it, it just keeps going on and on and on, as long as you get creative with it. And um, I noticed FL Studios did come with a lot of different um, uh, instruments with it as well, uh, which I actually took a minute or two to look through them, and I, I saw a lot of different things on there. Some I liked, some I didn't really care about, but uh, you could literally go on for days and just check out presets, or you can tune them in yourself. I mean, you can get unlimited possibilities even on just the software version, I mean, software end of it, and um, to to really look at it, you know, it's, it's, you could dive deep into it. Um, and I think that's, that's cool about, you know, uh, digital, uh, products, uh, VSTs and plugins and things like that. Uh, but I find that once I get on that one track where I just constantly go through all the presets and I go through all the different instruments and stuff on there, um, I spend a lot of time just doing that. There's nothing wrong with it, though. Uh, you can do that, and you can uh, you know, listen to what you like, what you don't like. You can favorite them and things like that. But uh, again, you could spend a lot of time going through them. And there's so many different VSTs online, too. It just doesn't end. I mean, you're talking so many different instruments. Some of them kind of sound similar to the uh, other ones that you might previously hear in the program. Uh, but it goes on and on and on and on and on. And you can probably just spend time just digging through that and never actually writing a song or getting to any kind of creative element. So uh, I've tried to learn or tame myself, I guess, in some way to kind of like use what I got right now. So really, to be honest, when it comes to FL Studios or any other DAW, when it comes to their built-in uh, plugins and uh, well, not necessarily not necessarily plugins, but just instruments in general. I typically don't use them. 
unless I have no other gear in, uh, in order to like connect to my studio. Uh, but, but I mean, if you're just starting off and you have a, you know, FL studios or for instance, anything like Ableton or Cubase, uh, those are great to mess around with and you can always use those. It's a good start. Uh, but I tend to not go too deep with that because like I said, it just becomes kind of like a habit to go through them and just check them out. And all of a sudden it's three hours you've been checking them out and you haven't done anything creative yet. So uh, that's what's cool about a sound. You're, you're always going to want to find that specific sound. Go out and, and hear different instruments and, you know, see different instruments, uh, things that, uh, that interest you. And once you find a good sound, once you find a good synthesizer, you'll, you'll know. And then uh, that can be like the, the, how do you say, the center of your uh, art and uh, you can just craft that very, very well and make a lot of really good sounds out of it. Now, another thing I do like about DAWs, uh, especially with you know FL Studios and stuff, is that, uh, for instance, if I want to record in my Sub 37, uh, you know, obvious. This is obvious. I'm sure a lot of people know this, but you could just kind of can. You, you can make as many tracks as you want. So if you just want to do a bass line with your sub 37, record that, loop that, and then you can do a, a lead or a, uh, something else on your sub 37, and you can have actually as many sub 37s as you want, as long as you record the audio in there and you can layer them. So that's uh, another great thing about uh, having a DAW or any, any kind of like recording, recording software. Now, uh, I do think they, they make it easier in a DAW. I know they have uh, programs like, uh, uh, what is it? There's Audacity. Uh, you can use something as basic as that. But to have an actual DAW uh, makes it much easier. And the layout of FL Studios, I really do enjoy it. I enjoy how easy and how quick it is in, to go into a pattern or go into the song or go from your mixer, uh, go add some MIDI notes into there and you can shape it some more and then you can record it. Uh, just keep in mind, uh, MIDI notes uh, are just information going to your, to your uh, equipment. So before you render your songs, make sure you actually get the audio out into the track. If you don't do that, then nothing will be recorded when you actually compose a song, I mean, when you uh, export the song. So uh, that's one thing that I never could figure out with machine because you can't really uh, send audio recordings in a machine and then like, you know, compose a song in there. So that's why I kind of like having the ability to do it on a playlist like in FL Studios. So that's kind of cool. Uh, besides that, let me see here. Let's, let's just play around here for a minute. So let's see, I was actually in the replica. Uh, yeah, the replica. Yeah, this thing is pretty cool. There's a, let's see what Echo Canyon sounds like. Let's take a look. Let me see if I have an initial. Yeah, here we go. Let's start on a new one here. Maybe we can make a patch here. Uh, let me see. Let me take a look at this. There we go. That's a little bit more comfortable. All right. So this is pretty basic. There's nothing happening here. 
uh, except for the Echo Canyon. Uh, let's open up the the reverb. Right now I have uh, the reverb, it's the ROM reverb with the replica. Together they sound really, really good. I like them together, it's pretty nice. So let's do... Let's open the cutoff all the way. Let's do oscillator one. really wide. Let's see here. Let's raise the... Now let's keep the octave low. That's a square. We could do... We can go with the square. Squares are cool. Oh, that one's interesting. Kind of like the sound of that. Let's add some sub. Just a little bit. Second oscillator. Yeah, that's cool. Trying to find out what kind of shape I want the second oscillator here. That's kind of a cool sound. And again, I'm on the sub 37, just you know, uh, try to keep you uh, in the know how what I'm doing since you can't see anything, uh, you can only hear on the podcast. Uh, I'll try to kind of verbalize what I'm doing as much as I can. I like the sound of that. That's really cool. That's very deep. Let's hear what it sounds like without the effects. Yeah, you can see those effects add a lot of cool environmental, like, you know, very full range of sound. Uh, I don't know what I would do without it. I like that. Cool sound, man. Yeah, that's why I like these hardware synthesizers. You can really do a lot of cool stuff with them. And of course, like I said, with the DAW, include you know all these other cool aspects you can do with it. You can create a lot of cool stuff. Now, my voice. Uh, if if you can hear, there's a slight reverb on my voice. I always mention this every podcast. Uh, just to add like a, some sort of. Uh, warm effect to it because sometimes just with the microphone uh, it, it sounds dry uh, I kind of like to make it sound a little bit more full uh, it, like I said if it's if it's distracting let me know uh, I find it it's kind of nice 
Uh, I threw some other things on here, Fruity Limiter, yeah, limiter. you can limit the amount, the, the peaks uh, from your sound. Um, and not only that, uh, I'll probably compress this as well, so that way uh, everything kind of comes in a little bit more clear. Uh, let's see here, Vocodex, I was using this last time, I can do this robot thing, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Let me hear. For the sake of the show, I'm not going to do that for hours and hours. That's just one little thing you can do. And that's kind of cool, I guess, you know. If you like uh, making cool sounds, then this is the studio to do it. Uh, uh, again, there's so many cool different uh, programs and things out there. Uh, I've only really dug deep in FL Studios. I tried to get into Ableton, like I mentioned before. Uh, it's 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 basic. I, I like how it's laid out. It's very basic and everything. Uh, it just never really inspired me to do anything. Just looking at the program itself, uh, I do kind of like the look of FL Studios, the layout, the way you can pull things out of the menus or add them in and uh, move things around. Again, I'm sure that a lot of these uh, these DAWs have the exact same things. I just never had a chance to really figure it out. Cubase was the one that I spend the least amount of time on. Um, again, it's a very, very basic uh, DAW. Uh, that one I could... I could do very, very limited things in it, but I never really dug too deep in and actually figured out how to operate it. Uh, not only that, the mixer that I had before in the Lasis 16 came with that software. It was supposed to let me have a multi-track uh, environment, which it didn't. I don't know, this version of the FX16, the Lasis mixer, only recorded in stereo. So I went out and looked at the mixers, and uh, I found the Tascam 24. This one came out, I don't know, like maybe a year and a half ago, I think. Um, and it was on my mind for a while. Uh, and for the price, you get a really awesome studio, I mean 24 channels. Uh, some of those are split up into stereo channels. You have one, two, three, four... You have four stereo channels, and I think there's even like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, there's like a, a, a phone input, a Bluetooth. I mean, there's a lot of excessive things on it. Uh, for the most part of it, I've actually used quite a lot of things on this mixer. 
Uh, right now, I have it running through FL Studios, and I'm monitoring all my tracks in FL Studios in the in the mixer up here. Uh, and I can actually choose which track I want on, you know, uh, which channel. I can mix them back and forth. I can uh, do a lot of different things. I can add effects like I'm like I'm doing right now. Uh, right now, I've been learning how to do that, and it's been uh, a really cool experience just doing that right now. Not so much uh, doing uh, any kind of like, uh, how do you say, uh, MIDI. Uh, plugins or anything or, or making any music on those but mostly with just my mixer right now uh just getting used to that and being able to get comfortable with this whole setup and it's it's actually been quite quite how do you say easy uh it's never been as easy as i thought it would ever be until i got fl studios so uh Again, it just makes sense for me. And I know I'm going on and on about it. And I, I you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to me. And uh, I guess that's why I like it so much. Uh, it's just really, really helpful. I really like this program. So uh, uh, compliments to FL Studios. I think they did a good job on this version. It's uh, FL Studios 20. I guess it's been like 20 years since the actual program came out. Uh, again, I remember using it way back in like 2003 and 2004, and it's it's gone really, really uh, far since then. I mean, they have a lot of really interesting things in the, in the, in the program. A lot of things are uh, up to date. It's still a lot of the same uh, plugins and a lot of the same VST uh, instruments and things like that that I that I remember from before. So that's actually kind of cool that they kept a lot of that. But uh, overall, for the value, uh, I just think it's a great program. I'm glad to be back using it. And um, let's see. Let's make some more cool sounds. Let's take a look at the Korg here. What can we do with this? That's a cool sound. That's what I like about this Korg. You can make a lot of really interesting, uh, uh, how do you say, like just quick sounds that sound really out there. And of course, let's kick up the decay. I can go into the machine here and I can actually lay down a track or something like that and have a re, you know, uh, loop and whatnot. Let me see here, create a pattern. I like the sound of this one, so let's see if there's anything I can do with this. Let's 
one second here. It's a little off. But, I mean, it's really cool that you can just uh, work with both... Uh, both programs at once. Uh, even though they have conflicts, though, you can't have MIDI running in both of them at the same time unless you have, like, let's say, for instance, uh, a MIDI keyboard that's just specific for FL Studios. Then you can, but then when there's messages being sent in FL Studios, whatever channel you're on is probably going to trigger that sound, like a hi-hat if you're selected on there. And then let's say you're in your other DAW. Uh, you might have that conflict. Uh, so they say you can add machine as a, uh, well, I've already scanned all those uh, plugins into FL Studios already, and you can add machine as a preset or whatever it is called. You can add it in your uh, tracks, and you can use it as a VST. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the the settings are stripped out of there, so you can't, you can't then like just open it up as a VST and then all of a sudden, you know, do all the things that I'm doing right now, which is sending MIDI out to all my other equipment. It disables all that uh, when you're in FL Studios because I guess you would, uh, I guess, naturally assign all these different parameters in FL Studios. For instance, if you wanted to use a machine in FL Studios, you can then assign all the MIDI uh, buttons and knobs and everything to all kinds of things in FL Studios, but it doesn't really help me in the sense that uh, it just doesn't flow like machine. So if I had to go in there and do a lot of editing and do a lot of different tweaking and things just to get it to work in there, uh, I would just kind of find that uh, not a worthy use of my time to do it. So I just kind of use them separately, and then I just record into FL Studios. I find that works the best right now, unless, like I said, I just want to work in FL Studios, then I can just do all my MIDI out through there. So you kind of have to choose what you want to do, uh, what kind of workflow you're looking for at the moment. Maybe you want to go a different way, and then uh, just record or maybe you want to do everything input everything into like a piano roll you can also do that as well uh trigger the midi out to like one of your instruments with a piano roll or use a midi keyboard you can write those in and edit them and make them sound perfect and have all the drums go in the right areas and everything like that which is cool so again like it's the best of both worlds and uh let me see I can maybe dig into some settings and stuff. Is there anything interesting I can show with that? Let me see here. Uh, there's a lot more plugins. Let me see here. Phases. Phases is interesting. Th this one's actually not an FL Studios uh, plugin. Phases. Let me see. Let's let's add Phases to Korg. All right, let's see here what Phases does to the Korg. That's kind of cool. I think it's kind of like an LFO type thing. Let me see here. 
Yeah, it looks like it's kind of like uh, there's a rate, a center speed amount. Okay, so it kind of like uh, makes things go in and out, kind of like, uh, like I said, like an LFO or a filter or something like that. Let's see what, what some of these presets. Liquid tension, that sounds interesting. Let's check it out. Kind of makes it wobbly. That's kind of cool. Huh? I like that. Interesting. Let's see if there's a different patch on the Korg and let's take a look. Maybe there's something cool we can find. All right, let's see here. Let's get the microphone right there. Okay, that works. Yeah, I got some really interesting ones. I've already played that one. That's kind of a cool sound. Now, uh, just to, uh, how do you say, refresh people about these synthesizers, the Korg Monologue and the Sub-37, uh, they're not uh, multi-voice synthesizers. So the Korg Monologue is a one-voice synthesizer. It only has one voice. So you can't play multiple keys at once. Now the sub 37 is a dual phonic uh, keyboard. So you can play two if you program it right. If you have the sub, I'm, let me see here, the oscillator one and oscillator two active, you can actually go into duo mode and you can actually have two keys at once. Now, not all the time are they gonna play like in perfect harmony though, because depending on your modifications and the different waves that you use, they can then be kind of detuned in the sense that don't sound very well. So that's just a reminder that these are not uh, multi-voice or polyphonic, if you want to say. That's the word that goes around, polyphonic synthesizer. That's a short sound. I kind of like the sounds that uh, have uh, some sustain. That's cool. And of course, the Korg actually has its own sequencer on here, so you can actually record in and make a sequence and then replay that and add to tempo, maybe higher or lower and all that. That's always fun to mess around with. Let's see, I can record a step. So we'll play that back. Let's see what that sounds like. Kind of intense. Let's take some of the steps out. If I had that cut out, go down a little bit, it kind of makes a, like a uh, something for the background environment, which is kind of nice, like in your melody or whatever. So that's that's kind of cool. If I want to riff on that, I can even go to the sub 37 and kind of like add something. See, already I'm creating an interesting environment. I mean, this could be like a song for like, uh, if you're writing a score on a film, 
and then it's like uh, the, the mood is very uh, slow and mysterious. So even something like that, it's so it's simple, you know, but you can uh, make something that's simple and very interesting. It's very basic, like I said, and very appealing. It's very, very cool sounding. It uh, makes uh, sense, I guess. And that's that's just a little riff you can do. Just very simple. Just play around and uh, honestly, to be to be uh, uh, what's the word? To be honest, I guess. Um, uh, I really do like the synthesizers with just a couple voices or one voice or whatever. Uh, it's, they're really good for writing melody. Uh, if you uh, have like a, you know, maybe like a VST or if you're, you know, pounding away on some sort of like synthesizer that's a polyphonic synthesizer, you kind of are wanting to like, you know, do chords and things like that. Uh, I don't really use chords too often in my music. I'm more m melodic. I like the melody that I can come out and be creative with, with just one voice. It's almost like, a, you know how they say it's a voice. It's almost like if someone is actually saying those things, just one voice. Uh, and uh, if I wanted to, I can, uh, you know, add more voices with my Mother 32s. I have three of those. So I got three more voices, have those playing around or do like a, uh, uh, what they call a, uh, what's it called? A drone. Yeah, a drone. I can have one of these do a drone. You can even just kick the VCA on and have, oh, that's not a good example, but let me see this one. And it's just one note continuously playing. So if I go into my Mother 32 here, Let's add some, let's, let's put it in the distance. We'll put it in the background. So, so let's add some reverb to that. Let's see here. Make it more distant if that, that's possible. Airy, let me see, cosmic, grounded. I like this ROM, it's really cool. It's got a lot of cool different, uh, I mean, it's for, for a reverb and for a free one that I got, it's very, very complex. It's almost about as complex as my Big Sky, to, to be honest with you. All right, so that kind of has a little bit of a drone sound going to it. So let's see if we can tune this 32 in a little bit and make it not so intense. Let's see. Yeah, you could just kind of play with this. Let's see if I can get the VCO. Let me see here. All right, there. Well, uh, what I'm doing now is I'm adding a VCO mod uh, with the LFO. This is gonna, you know, you can increase the rate if you want or decrease it. 
this kind of gives it some shape. It's it's going back and forth basically, and depending on how much mod amount you put. So if I increase it all the way, it's going to go higher and lower. See, if I decrease it, it's going to go. It's not going to be as intense. Let's add some more volume. There we go, and let's increase the rate. The more you increase an LFO, you almost get this FM, I guess what they call it, sound. It's like when the LFO goes so high, it actually creates like its own frequency. Let's see here, we'll cut that out now. Honestly, this is one of my favorite things to do with the Mother 32. It's got such a great LFO, and uh, you can make some really out-of-this-world sound with it. All right, that's kind of more what I'm looking for. So that's kind of like a nice drone we got going there. Let's go a little lower. I guess I can't. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Now let's see what else I can add to that, if anything, to make it sound interest interesting here. All right. Yeah, there, the, the, there we go. Now we can play with the frequency with the sub-37 against the mother-32, get it sound, you know, more, more thick. Let's latch that note, and we can play with the uh, cutoff on the sub-37, maybe make it mm, some interesting stuff happen here. So, I mean, if, if you're going to soundscape, like a soundscape type type of thing, this this would be really, uh, really good to do. Uh, you, you know, messing with drones and messing with uh, a certain sound and then adding frequencies and taking them out and adding them and, you know, whatever. It's kind of cool. And then maybe I can add some chord, uh, something from the Korg to make it sound melodic. We'll see. Kind of got like an interesting sound. Let's raise it a little higher. That's kind of cool. like something out of like Freddy Krueger or something.
And that's just messing with the hardware. I'm not even really touching the software right now, except for the fact that I have some uh, reverbs and some things going through it. So, I mean, this right here is a lot of fun just to do. I can actually spend a lot of time doing just this. Instead of creating an actual song, I can just mess around with this stuff, and it's it gives you ideas, and it gives you creativity. In fact, that's what I what I like to try to promote on this podcast is creativity. It's it's you know to create something to look into uh, the creative aspects of all this. Uh, to be creative, it's it's always great, and uh, sometimes you'd be surprised what you come up with, you know. And uh, even if you don't have like an idea or something like that, and then you just kind of go for it. Yeah, like I mean, I didn't even think of this. This is totally me just riffing. I didn't even plan any of this, and it came out pretty cool just for like a quick little modification on uh, my sub thirty-seven, mother thirty-two, and the Korg. I mean, just playing with things makes things happen. I guess. that dramatic moment you know like in a movie or something like that which uh i also been taking those uh master class courses and uh seeing how these guys do movie scores and things like that and uh how they you know come up with the ideas uh, you know for the mood and the aspect of what you're looking for when you're trying to create those in uh environments and uh, the music, had, you know, plays a huge role in the movie, like how you're feeling and how the next scene's going to happen. Or maybe it tells you something that's going to happen ahead of time, or it just uh, keeps you in the moment. And uh, those environments can be really interesting in a, in a film. So music is very important when it comes to creating this creating those you know feelings and stuff in the movie because if you're just watching people act and there's nothing happening and no sounds or anything anything like that you can't connect to it as easy but this this kind of gives that that uh interesting vibe so yeah that's a little uh little riff i had there going with these two instruments and it's, uh, you know, it's easy, but at the same time, it's, uh, it takes a lot of preparation. I didn't just uh, start doing this out of the blue. You know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of practice, a lot of things that uh, you might not understand at first. And uh, getting really good with your uh, digital audio work workplace or whatever, uh, a good DAW is really important. Uh, you You should look into that first uh, before doing anything else it gives you a good idea what you might be looking for and that's that's the best advice I think I can give anybody I know that uh, sometimes uh, sometimes I even feel like oh I don't I don't want to work with an Adar I don't want to get into the digital stuff because it, it just seems uncreative and you know a lot of these guys that create EDM music all they do is they go in there in a piano roll and they just lay down some notes and they just lay down a melody and then they lay down a drum track and it's all the same stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it can get like that if, you know, you just want to get to the 
basics and the bones of the program and all that. But uh, if you look outside the box, I guess that's what they'd like to say, uh, you can do a lot more interesting things with it. Uh, you can get more personal with uh, like sound and shaping and environment and all that. I think that's important, especially in uh, soundscapes and music and stuff. So that is my two cents on that, I guess. Um, what else do I want to say? Well, pretty much, pretty much this, what I've been talking about. This is what's new going on right now with me, I guess, with my work, uh, work, whatever you call it, work uh, environment, uh, the, the way that your workflow goes and the way that uh, you can put these ideas almost like on paper, but it's not. It's like a digital thing. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can do it. There's a lot of ways that... Uh, give you a lot of options and, uh, you know, uh, even for the most part of it, you can uh, get like even just a, like a hand recorder or something like that. I know a lot of them have inputs on them. You can just go directly into that and record, and, you know, record stuff. But uh, to get to edit it and all that other stuff, you need a lot of fancy tools, I guess. Uh, and a lot of that uh, is in these uh, programs. And I've been really enjoying FL Studios uh, look or take on that and it, it really is it's something nice that I really enjoy and uh, let me see here let me play a drone while we're waiting here <laughs> I can't get enough of that sound But overall, you know, just uh, being creative, it's, uh, it's nice to be creative and think of things and uh, just come up with things. I think it's one of the most important things you can do, uh, whether it's music or art. I know I talked about Bob Ross uh, my, on my last, last podcast, uh, Influences. And uh, Bob Ross, again, I mentioned he's a big influence on like uh, the way I look at things. And I, I kind of look at this, this uh, sound designing and music and stuff is like you're working in layers. You know, you start with a low tone and then you can add mids you know, and the high frequencies and stuff, uh, whether it's melodic or whether it's just, you know, drones like this, kind of just playing something and creating an environment. Uh, it's like you're painting a picture. And then, you know, your canvas is going to be like uh, what you record on and what you use and things like that. So uh, I look at it symbolically like that. And I think that uh, is a good way to look at it. Uh, keeps keeps you motivated uh, you know don't don't get discouraged or anything like that I know like I said before uh, people have like those creative struggles and things like that uh, they can suck yeah of course if you don't feel like you're being creative and stuff like that but try not to get too down on yourself I guess uh, 
because one day you'll just have a good idea and it'll hit like you know just like that and those ideas even though sometimes they might be far and few when you get that uh, there's nothing better than coming up with something that's so you and creative and uh, it's a lot of fun but uh, I hope to do more uh, episodes on FL Studios. Maybe I could uh, do some audio tutorials. Since I don't do video, I don't really like to do video. Uh, I like to just talk and like do things and stuff. And if you follow along, if you know what I'm talking about, if you have the programs or you have the, uh, the know-how, uh, then you can follow along. Uh, but uh, like audio tutorials talking about like, uh, you know, what things work for me, what things don't work for me, maybe setting up uh, inputs and outputs. And uh, I know that even when I got this Tascam 24, uh, it was kind of complicated to get it to, you know, be the way I wanted it to be because there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Uh, there's a, a live mode, then there's a PC and a monitor mode. Uh, and uh, to actually kind of get the idea down in your head, like how the, the audio flows, it's like, you know, it's like these wires going in and out and stuff, and it gets very complicated if you don't uh, kind of visualize it, in, you know, in your mind. So uh, just learning that is, is a challenge. Uh, honestly, one of the biggest ones, I mean, just playing an instrument and getting to know it like an instrument and have fun with it, that's one thing, but... Uh, doing those things, technical things and whatnot, those are those are sometimes uh, more complicated. But once you get it to work, and once you get it the way you like it, uh, it's it's really great, and it makes you feel like you've accomplished something, you've done something with it. Uh, you can now use it for your creative use and all that. So I think that's that's important. this sub 37 i know i say it all the time on this podcast but uh you could do a lot of really cool things with it let's uh let's do a quick mod before we wrap this show up let's see here let's filter let's add some filter amount we'll go like plus one and a half here, let's see. Do a little bit more. Well, maybe with the reverb, you can't hear it that well. Let me just take a look here. The reverb might be intense. All right, let's just use the replica. That might be kind of cool. Increasing the filter amount, you can go up to plus three. It makes it kind of sound kind of cool, like clicky sounding. Let's add a mod amount on the LFO rate. Let's see if that does anything cool. 
that sounds neat. Then you can take your mod down with your mod wheel. You can actually adjust it, minimum, maximum. Now mod 2 on the sub 37 I believe is just a static mod, so if you edit things on that, it'll, it'll always stay on that sound. But uh, modifications are cool, so if you're holding down a key and you just want to add a little bit of mod to it, like you can go up and down on the mod wheel like I said. Just add like a little quick thing in there. Anybody's gonna get anything of that, out of that, but uh, it's kind of cool. I know I'm just gonna do some cool things once in a while. Maybe towards the end of the, the shows, I'll do stuff like that. Let me add that reverb again. Maybe it'll sound cooler. Yeah, yeah, it actually does. <laughs> Anyway, that's just me messing around with the hardware. Uh, software, if I went into that, uh, you can get way, way more deep, I, I believe, I guess. Uh, not necessarily with machine, but with FL Studios, yeah. Definitely get, get a lot of really interesting things out of FL Studios. Machine is kind of like a... Uh, just an idea, well, the machine, the name. It's kind of like an idea creator thing. So if I wanted to go into this, I can touch the touch pads. And then I can, you know, put down a melody and all that and everything. Or, you know, add some drums to my stuff and whatnot. But uh, once you fine tune all that stuff, it makes sense. Maybe not when you're just creating something off the top of your head. It might not sound good right away. So, like, if I just went in, pattern, let me see. Just a quick pattern. Yeah, I mean, let me put the temp, tap, temp, metronome. Quantize it. Something happened there. Well, anyway, besides that, sometimes things like that you might have to premeditate. To do it live, it's it's kind of uh, it takes a bit of skill to go into it live and then have something come out really golden. But if you do it for long enough, I know I did some live streams where I go on for like an hour and a half and I'm just playing with things, and then uh, you know all of a sudden you get a sound at the end, or I mean a song. And uh, maybe I'll do like some uh, podcasts where I just do live sessions and things like that. It'll just be me playing with the machine and making a song or something like that. Uh, now visually you're not going to get much out of that, but it's kind of cool to listen and just see how a song evolves or progresses and uh, you try to figure out what I'm doing is kind of fun to think like uh, how uh, the song was done. I know when I listen to music, 
especially these days I try to figure out what the artist did how they uh, try to make the song it's kind of fun to think in your mind like okay are they using something that I have maybe they're using an instrument that I'm using or maybe I can recreate that but uh, most of the time I don't like to copy people's work but I just like to know how like in my head how I think that they've done it and then it gives me ideas as well but uh, anyway let me see here I did uh, a new track called Space Potato a couple of days. Actually, uh, my last podcast, I played it on there at the beginning. Uh, that was probably like the most recent thing that I'd done uh, in music, I guess. And uh, that's on my SoundCloud right now. Uh, I'm in the works of making like maybe an EP or a new album or something like that soon. Uh, maybe over spring or something when I got time. That'll be kind of cool to release some new stuff. But in the meantime, I'm just learning FL Studios and how to use my gear and all that stuff. And uh, having fun doing podcasts, you know, uh, it's kind of fun to do these. And then I post them. And then, uh, you know, whether whether people listen or they don't, it doesn't matter to me. I just like to see, uh, like, all the things that I can do just with uh, making a show on my own. Sometimes I listen back to them. I get, you know, feedback from myself. That's kind of (laughs) cool. But uh, anyway, uh, oh, that's right. The last one I did was influences. So like I said, uh, it's kind of cool to uh, see what kind of things influence you. And like I said, those will shape your your sound or your art or whatever and all that. And uh, you might be surprised uh, what you're into. It kind of uh, ties in to your your music or whatever so anyway we'll call this one a show we'll wrap it up uh you can always uh go to my discord i'll put a link in the uh episode if you ever want to go there and see the things i posted there i have a uh, a new vst plugin uh channel there where i uh, post vsts and plugins you know uh, a lot of times they're either free or they're very affordable. I know there's one coming out uh, pretty soon. This one guy made this VST. It's called Genesis Pro, uh, and it's it's only like one dollar. You can uh, search Genesis Pro on YouTube and find the link for it. But uh, I think it's really cool. When it comes out, I'm gonna get it. It's only a buck, and it's got a lot of really cool things. You can dig really deep into it, and it's got a lot of cool oscillators and things you can shape around, and that looks cool. But anyway, I'll post like free ones on there or just really affordable ones. Since I don't like to invest too much in like extras like that, I don't really use them in my uh, workflow. Uh, You know, if there's some cool free stuff or whatever, maybe I can get some ideas from it. And sometimes I use those to get ideas. And uh, that's also a good uh, thing to do, just kind of like get ideas from it. Not necessarily put it in my work, but I can get some cool ideas and maybe uh, just uh, work on my keyboard skills and all that. So that's always good to do, work on your keyboard skills or whatever. But uh, in the meantime, like I said, uh, I got music on iTunes, Spotify, uh, my podcast, obviously. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, uh, the Google Play Podcast. Uh, again, SoundCloud is where I put most of my stuff. Uh, that's all free on SoundCloud. Uh, same thing with the podcast. That's all free. Uh, iTunes, I mean, if you have Apple Play or whatever it is, Apple Music, you can listen on there. It's kind of cool. I get a little bit of incentives for that, but it's not really that much, so it doesn't really matter. But 
Uh, that's always cool to go to or check out YouTube. I have some stuff there. Uh, check out my friend uh, Mr. Basic. He's got a cool uh, channel. He does some live stuff. He's also got some Twitch stuff on there. Uh, Mr. Basic Sound, I believe it is, on Twitch. Uh, there's this one guy, uh, Jay uh, Watto or J.W. Watto. He does some cool things. Check him out on YouTube. He makes uh, instruments and little drum robots and things like that. I think that's really neat. Uh, some other YouTubers to check out. I uh, Sometimes I once in a while check out what Cuckoo's doing, True Cuckoo. He's a cool guy. Check him out on YouTube. He's got some interesting music. Uh, he does some really cool stuff. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, Bo Beats is kind of neat. Uh, I actually talked to him a couple times on um, uh, Discord. He's a really nice guy. Uh, check out his channel, Bo Beats. Uh, he uh, does a lot of reviews on synthesizers and gear and stuff like that. So if you want a good idea about, you know, is this something that you might like, you can check out Bo Beats. That's kind of cool. Uh, and overall, uh, oh, um, Magpie. Those Magpie Pirates are kind of neat. Uh, check out uh, Simon the Magpie. He's kind of an interesting dude. He's got a lot of really cool inventions. So those are my recommendations. Uh, go check him out. And until the next time, I will play you out. This is an older song that I made called Spaceship. So let me see here which channel. Let me make sure it's going to play here. Just one second. see here I'll make sure it's loud enough all right so I'll go ahead and play you guys out with this song and we'll see you next time